0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Centralia Improvisational Podcast. You're going to listen in on a conversation with Centralia today. It's uh, number two in our ongoing series of the Centralia Conversational Podcast, where Centralia gets together and just jibber jabbers for your listening pleasure. So uh, this week's episode, we're going to talk about what turns us on lately, what we're into, what's getting us excited, art, music movies poetry activities bath salts not the kind of bath salts you're thinking of the actual salt in the bath you know that kind of stuff so sit back relax and enjoy this episode of the centralia improvisational podcast the following podcast is in no way related to centralia pennsylvania And now, direct from New York City, an island off the coast of America, it's the Centralia Conversational Podcast.
1: Hey, you guys, um, thank you so much for indulging me with this uh, with this question. And my question is this, what's been turning you on lately? All right. And uh, I'll tell you. The thing that's been turning me on lately, and maybe that's like a, a bad way to, to say it, but... It
0: does sound a little 70s. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, something from the 70s is like cool vintage. Like vinyl. Fritz Mondale. sometimes it's a little backwards.
1: Well, you know, you know me. I'm bringing retro back. So, all right. So here, here's what's been uh, <laughs> one of the many things that, uh, you know, I have been, quote, turning me on lately. Turning um, you
0: on. Time for turn-ons with Matt Higgins.
1: Time for turn-ons. That'd be a great show, actually, time for turn-ons.
0: Turn-on time. Time to turn on
1: turn-ons. So, all right, so this is it. Coffee. Coffee has um, been—I've always loved coffee. It's always been part of my life um, ever since I was an infant. No, uh, later than that, but— I I love coffee, but lately I've taken it to the next level. And you know, Kevin, like I was on mm-hmm. a, I was on a quest for like I wanted like a, a reasonably priced, like good coffee. You you know, you've made a suggestion to me. Frankly, I'm no disrespect. It was a little strong for me mm. uh, with the chicory. It mm-hmm. was a little bit strong, but um, someone signed me up. Uh, for a coffee club. So I get this coffee delivered to me. So uh, like it's coffee from, from around the world. So I, I just went through a bag of coffee from Burundi and mm. it gives like the history of it. Um, but here's the thing that really has been turning me on about coffee. I go for walks in the afternoon. So it's kind of like a combo turn on. So I go for walks in the afternoon and I pick up a cup of coffee for the walk. And it's been like my thing. It's been getting me getting me through well you guys yesterday as you know it was kind of sleety and rainy and stuff like that so i went to uh one of our local coffee joints and i i got a cup of coffee just a small cup of coffee you know straight up drip and the guy said uh i said thank you and the guy said uh have a great day and i said oh i will and then he said no you won't like that and like Right immediately I I thought I thought like, oh, someone who likes to play. You know what I mean? And so that flip, you know, that, that that switch got flipped in me where I was like, oh, he wants to play. And I sort of made eye contact and I was like, oh I oh, just you wait just to wait, I'm gonna have a great day. And he's like, no, you're not going to. You're not gonna have a good day at all. I was like, you better, you look at me, look at me. <laughs> and I was like outside in the window going like like pretending to enjoy it, but like playing that like it was difficult to have a, a great day. You know what I mean? Like a, like he was right. But here's the thing, like I will never let that go. Whenever I go into that place, like for for now to the end of time, He's on my list of people that are game to play. My super's on that list too. He plays everything with me. But um, I've been telling my super for many, many years that I'm putting the, the mural up, the mural in the lobby, I'm putting it up on eBay. And um, I'm gonna need his help getting it down. And I'm gonna split the money with him. I also told him I opened the laundry business in the, in the building. And I charge $40 a load. And he he goes, no one's going to pay that. And I'm like, hey, no one's got a gun to your head. You don't have to take, you don't have to. I'm like, but if you're in a bind. But I just love that he's like really, you know, throws down seriously.
2: It's like you have a little black uh, book of people you can play with. Exactly, Jay. And you're in it. Thanks. And
3: Patrick, you're in it. (laughs) And... So your turn on is your Playmates. Oh my God, you're right. This, that's very 70s.
0: Oh yeah, that's very 70s.
2: Matt, you and your super should build a grotto in the basement, like a laundry grotto. What's a grotto? Well, it's like Hugh Hefner had one in the in the backyard of the Playboy Mansion.
0: But what is it? Well, it's like a cave. A natural grotto is like a cave, often... um you know, along the ocean that you, you most often, you can only access it during low tide or <laughs> or you have to swim in. Um, but you know, an artificial grotto, it's, it's usually recessed, you know, it's sunken, uh, like a hole in the wall, if you will.
2: I love when Kevin turns into Brady Smurf. I dig grottos. You mean professionally? Do you, yeah, are you You're a professional grotto digger?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was using 70s terms for dig, not the literal term dig, but the 70s, that's our theme today
2: dig dig what's something that's uh turning you on lately you guys we're all four of us are master cooks mm. and um i've for years looked in the cupboard and seen in the spice rack coriander and i've never known what it is it's like little it's like little pepper balls and um chip recently got me some coriander Body wash. Whoa! And it smells kind of peppery. And I'm telling you, when I wash with it, it instantly relaxes me. And it's not mm. peppery at all. It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm putting crab rub on myself or some like kind of seasoning. You know, right? Not an old basey or a Kansas City rub or anything like. Or maybe not a. It's not going to be like a Memphis rub or anything like that. Or a. Uh, it's not a. It's not a Greenboro. Greensboro, North Carolina rub it's fully refreshing, and I know what i I know what people mean when they talk about olfactory you know aromatherapy because it immediately relaxes me. It immediately makes me feel good, and um it calls back all kinds of stuff from childhood, not that we cooked with coriander a lot, at least they didn't tell me they did and um you know, so I'm just gonna explore. Uh, that, that's my turn. And I'm not making a bit of it. It's my turn on. It's uh, it's really nice. It's a little bit of pampering. A little bit of pampering.
0: A little self-care.
2: A little self-care.
0: A little self-care.
2: And it smells great. I urge you to go get that Keels Coriander um, body wash. It smells so very good. This segment brought to you by Kiehl's. Keel's
0: Coriander sounds like a James Bond
2: character. <laughs> Keels Coriander. He was one of... Sp- springsteen's five bassists in 1979 who got fired
0: how often are you showering
2: yeah good question
3: does it turn you on
2: Uh, one day a week i shower the other uh six days a week i do a very slow prince when doves cry bath
0: hmm oh yeah a lot of candles Mm mm-hmm a lot of doves, Yep.
2: nothing in the room but doves and rose petals. Jay, did you before this experience were you not an olfactory type of guy? That's a great question. It was with food, but not so much with um, like uh, uh, you know, the toilette, the mm. ablutions. Do you wear and uh, do you wear cologne? No, never have. Huh. And when in, in my you know oats sowing days, you know, I would be close to someone and, and smell that really thick. You know stuff, and it was really talk about a non-turn-on. It was just way too much, so it's never been my thing. Fascinating. Like anyone listening cares. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I care. I care. Thank you. You're listening.
0: I I briefly wore cologne a long time ago. What did you wear? Burberry. Hmm. Uh, There was a particular Burberry scent you could only get in London. Wow. So I set myself up for, for. Fail, and this was, you know, pre-internet, like, you know, yeah. now you can just get it wherever. And then at one point they had discontinued it. And I was like, I guess I'm never wearing cologne again. Wow. I only wore cologne, because I thought that's what adults did. Like my father always had cologne on his dresser. And I was like, did we this is what we do, right?
2: How did but his th- dresser smell?
0: Like uh um, Pine? Failure. Hmm. Oh, come on. Is
3: my that thing- what turns you on?
0: There's been a couple of things I've been into uh, recently. This week um I dove back into Adrian Tomani, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Mm. Uh graphic novelist um you know he did the Optic Nerve comic for Drawing Quarterly back in the 90s. Anyway, he he came out with a new book and I got that and I was like I'm going to go back and make sure I've read everything he's done. So I went and did a deep dive into all the Optic Nerve and all his uh, graphic novels. And uh pretty much finished everything he's he's done just this week. And it was real nostalgic to go back to, you know, you know you guys know like Love and Rockets or Eight Ball, any of those sort of alternative comics from the nineties were like alternative music for a lot of people or independent film at the same time. There was just sort of a lot of underground indie stuff that had a certain indie sensibility that spoke to our generation, because they're people from our generation. And those, I just loved his stuff, always did. Or Daniel Close, you guys know Daniel Close? Oh yeah. Yeah, like that kind of stuff, so.
1: Um, what what so kind of stuff is it? So what, the optic nerve?
0: About, you know, people of that generation at that time just living their lives, but they're they often just sort of peel back the awkwardness and loneliness of the characters which you know are represent sort of all of us you know it's people living difficult sad lonely lives i don't know why that turns me on but I, I i identify with it certainly
1: fascinating
0: i just always have liked graphic novels i like um i like the drawing i like the the fact that it's a visual medium they tell the story through both words And pictures. And I I totally uh, relate to a lot of the subject matter in a lot of these novels. And Tomani's last couple books have just been great. I mean, he's like at the top of his game. I don't know. That's, you know, just that's what I've been into this week. That's so cool.
3: Every life contains many millions of decisions, some big, some small. But every time one decision is taken over another, the outcomes differ an irreversible variation occurs, which in turn leads to further variations. These books are portals to all the lives you could be living. Nice. Nice. That's my big turn on. What is it? Uh, It's a book called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And who's reading it? You know, she's the actress from um, that new film, directed by the woman who is the showrunner for Killing Eve now.
0: Oh, promising young woman uh, emerald fennel is the uh, writer and uh, carrie mulligan is the star papa smurf
3: she's reading it we're listening to it on audible it's really um really great you were talking about dan clowes earlier i used to have my improv class do a he has a um a collection of cards trading cards. Yeah. It's called Beauties and Cuties. And I used to hand one out to each member of the class. <clears throat> and I'd have them mirror the person on the front. And they're usually pretty horrific, bizarre images of the kind of people you were describing, Kevin. Lonely, sweaty, often very sweaty. hmm Dan Klaus characters. Um and a little creepy, or a lot creepy. And then on the back were hobbies, turn-ons, turn-offs, um, motto. So I'd have the mirror the front, walk around, make a voice, a um, choose a, a way of walking, start making sounds, And then I'd have them come to the front or to the, you know, downstage and introduce themselves and just have them read the back of the card. And then they could pull from those specifics as I had two of them like fully commit and try and interact as the characters from the back of the, from the cards, beauties and cuties. I still have those cards. I love that exercise. It seemed like, um, less and less people were willing to really commit to it though and Mm. and on the back the 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 references got more and more obscure they're really funny
1: all right you guys know what time it is it's time
0: for the speed speed round speed round This round is a little faster than the regular speed of the other round speed round
1: so I, I've been uh, I've, I've been reading more lately and um, I pulled a book off the shelf that uh, is from college and uh, and it's called the Courage to Create by Rollo May and when I first started reading it, it had it, speaking of 70s it like definitely had like the 70s kind of you know psychology feel whatever. But um, actually, it's a really, it's it's actually a really good book. I hope I finish it. Um, so
0: I, I'm into that lately. What's it about? Like, how? What's what's the take? What's the angle? What's the uh, what's the scoop? What's the theme? What's the mission statement? Be groovy, How's, what's the hook. baby. He's um,
3: it,
1: it's like it's basically i uh, I'm reading from the front. It's basically a meditation from uh, on um, on creativity and uh where it comes from and uh and all of that like so uh, you know uh, it's like creativity in the unconscious and sort of the nature of creat- creativity and um, actually the thing that really strikes me actually is the, the title basically what he's saying is that like it takes you really you really have to be courageous to uh create something and, um, and he makes a distinction between uh, creativity and other stuff. And uh, creativity is like following like a genuine impulse. It's not really derivative of anything. Um, and it takes courage to, uh, to create something and put it out there in the world. And, um, and it's, you know, there's a, for me, there's a degree of uh, it's kind of scary a little bit. And so I, I agree with that, that it's, you, you, you know, it takes courage to launch something make it and and go with it
2: so that's what i'm into
3: sweet Be groovy baby Turn jay what about on. you speed round
2: um i have been uh, just trying to do some writing with people who are very much more see- seasoned than me including short story writers and poets and i'm neither but um just listening to them Read and uh, you know stepping back and I first felt like I was back in high school and just sort of sitting there mouth agape. But they their joy in doing it and their inspiration in doing it has helped me feel inspired to try it. I'm not writing anything um, that is publishable, but it's really exciting. And then one of the women that I've been writing with just got a uh, landed a um, book agent. So uh, just good vibes and um, even in this insane discombobulated disconnected world there's uh, a lot of creative juices flowing it's really cool
0: what kind of writing is it is it uh, poetry prose laundry lists
2: Uh, it's it's mostly just it's mostly just stream of consciousness at this point but it just feels great because i've been using my yammer for so many years to to do this stuff to try and put it on paper is uh a real shift and it's cool. It,
1: it is this, is is this true do you think that um had it not been for this terrible
2: you're talking about yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, I mean it's forced me into different Yeah. uh different intelligences. I'm using multiple intelligences mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, it's cool. Wow. I encourage everyone to try it. Yeah. Kevin speed round.
0: Well, you know, you guys know I like uh you know music. Yeah, Phoebe Bridgers. I'm just gonna say it. it's a speed round. Speed round. I beat around the bush. Phoebe Bridgers. I cannot stop listening to Phoebe Bridgers. Both both her full albums. Why? In particular well, lyrically, musically, she, she just seems authentic to me. You know, a lot of singers, you know, they sing with an affectation, or you know, they're or, or like pop music is all made by computers and. It just doesn't seem, you know, not everyone is like, Hey, let's just party all the time, which a lot of pop tends to be, or it's overly schmaltzy and sentimental. She's just sort of, I I mean, I guess it sort of lines up with my sensibility with the graphic novels. Like she strikes me as someone I would have listened to in the Mm nineties, a little bit like Liz fair, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just sort of raw. and And she just paints these portraits, like short stories that are not so cliche. You know, but she just says, there's certain lyrics. There's a lyric where she says, Jesus Christ, I'm so blue all the time. That's just how I feel. Always have and I always will. But it's sung with such a sweet, sweet melody that it's sort of ironic and it's uplifting. Mm-hmm. And I find it very hopeful when she says it, even mm-hmm. though it's like such a sad thing to, to admit. Um, she's great melodically. There's certain notes she hits that just resonate in me in a way that like, it's what freud called uh polymorphous perversion where you're you're transformed by an experience and you can't quite articulate how you're different you know he, he said like orchestral music you just hear it the scaling the intensity of it and you walk away from it different but it was not a you know a cognitive change mm-hmm. you know you didn't understand how you were changed you were just profoundly changed <clears throat> this happens to me with certain works of art and with phoebe bridger certain notes happen and i just feel like something just happened to me hmm. and that's not the case with with a lot of music I, I wish I could explain it but that's the whole point of
1: you did a pretty good job of explaining mm-hmm.
0: it yeah it just it just gives you an me a plus. On, on on a level and it's funny because she's like a kid I'm turned
3: on
0: I don't I mean kid as pejorative you know what I mean she's young we're, we're of a different generation or whatever um but that you know that's how it is you're, you're I believe more in psychographics than mm-hmm. I do demographics. You know, that it's not age and occupation or where you live that that connects you as much as thoughts, feelings, taste, attitudes, opinions, that that kind of
2: thing. Did you name your dog after her?
0: She's actually named after a different celebrity Phoebe. Her full name is Phoebe Doggy Bridge. No, I'm sorry. It's Phoebe Waller Dog. No, none of those are true. The name came with the dog.
2: Uh, Okay. All right, Patrick, bring us home. Did you call me pratrick?
0: Pratrick.
2: We used to do nothing but pratricks on the vaudeville
3: stage. <laughs> Practice your pratricks. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I have been streaming. I've been watching a uh, Gomorrah. Have you seen Gomorrah? Mm, but I love no. it. Oh, it's I been saw great. Saw the
0: first episode 2 years ago.
3: Gomorrah it's on uh, HBO Max right now. It is Hardcore, nasty, gangster, Italian, just like mm, Gucci wearing, you could smell the colognes.
0: And Italy Italian, not like
3: no, it's Italian American. It's in like the Italy you never, I've never seen in a movie or a TV show before, slinging nasty drugs, shooting each other, just like, mm family drama, but freaking loving it. I know, I saw the first season a couple of years ago. Now they, they put them on HBO Max, and I'm I'm, I'm watching all of the seasons, and I'm, I'm loving every second of it. And uh, the show in and of itself I thought was really quite uh, wonderful, and it made me miss uh, the theater. I think I have texted you guys a few times yeah. about it. People have yeah. been people
1: have been loving that.
3: Oh, you have to see it. You just have to watch it. I mean, we have to discuss it. it you'll, all right, you'll, we'll watch it. We'll watch it. What he does at the end is so interesting and so completely like what?
0: Put it on my list. We just watched. Uh, we watched Old Hats, um, the David Shiner, Bill Irwin, uh, and then and we also watched um, Peter Pan Goes Wrong. We've watched all the Goes Wrong stuff. The play that goes wrong, mm. the show that goes wrong, in the series—we've we've watched them all. Just Winnie and I—that's my daughter—we just crack up um, at the Patricks Pratt at the Pratt tricks they do. There's a lot of Pratt tricks. Um, old hats, same thing. It's just like, you know, I love. We do this a lot. What you know that we use the Italian word "lazzi." Uh, where characters can't do something—the simple but impossible task—and things going wrong—I just love that. Why don't you marry? Him? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, you guys. Thank you so much. That was that was really fun. Let's do this again next week.
0: Next week we'll be back with more Centralia Conversational Podcast. Stay
3: turned on.
0: there you have it that was this week's centralia conversational podcast just a chance to listen in on centralia chit-chatting the afternoon away thanks for listening if you want to send us a message you can do so at centralia at gmail.com check us out on the instagrams on the facebookses and the twitter if you want to support this podcast you can do so directly on our page on anchor.fm be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment in the comment section wherever you get your podcasts. It means a lot. Thank you. And we'll see you next time on the Centralia Improvisational Pod.